There you go. Yeah. What is this, Lady Ada? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. This is our weekly show we do every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. As always, I am Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada. We're hanging out at the Ada Food Factory. It's all quiet right now because everyone's at home resting. The machines are asleep. But we're awake, and we're ready to see what you're up to. Makers, hackers, and creators around the Internet, come by and show us your project. We're here till 7.50. And we have some Ada Food peeps, and we have some visitors but everyone is welcome and we have some space still. So let's kick yeah. it off with JP. Hello, I have a cardboard hand here that I'm very excited about that I wanted to show you. So I'm working with Cricut for the first time. I've gotten my uh, early Cricut board in. I've been playing around with it a little bit. And so for tomorrow's live stream, I'm gonna be uh, building or rebuilding uh, or improving a version of this hand and maybe taking it a little further. Uh, but as you can see here, I've got four servo motors, four standard servo motors uh, connected up. I've got a nice big power supply uh, to, to make everything run nicely. And my Circuit Playground Express that is plugged into my Cricut here is uh, allowing me to use the capacitive touch pads. I've got four touch pads on the Cricut to trigger the servos and pull these fingers. So let me pull that up a little closer and you can see. So that is my uh, my progress so far with this cardboard-based uh, rubber band straw and string um, hand. And I've, I've tried a bunch of different versions of it. I've played around with some different materials and some different configurations. So tomorrow I'll share what I've learned uh, about some things that I think make this work pretty well for an animatronic uh, cardboard hand made on the cheap. All right. Okay. Thanks, JP. Next, uh, I got to hand it to you. Gatney, uh, oh. <laughs> what's up with you? Hey. So I spent the last week at PyCon, um, where we sponsored by giving away Gemmas. And so I revamped uh, Sophie's amazing badge that she was kind enough to send me um, to work with the Gemma. And I've written up a guide uh, that shows how to do this. Basically, the way that this works is there's three different touchpads on Gemma, and each of them does something different. So this one changes the mode. Hold on. Uh, all right, so this one changes the mode, which changes colors, sends it to some blinky modes, and sends it to a rainbow mode. It's yellow and blue for Python colors. Yay. Uh, this one here changes brightness. Oh. As you can see, it gets a little bit brighter there. And this one changes speed. So if you want some real fast blinky action, you can get that set up. Yay! So there's there's another project on that same guide that allows you to affect each um, art red, green, and blue with each different touchpad. So you can make your own colors if you want to. Um, and those are both available. The guide is called uh, Gemma Light Touch. So check okay. it out. Sweet. Thanks, Katni. Right. We yeah, playing absolutely. some of the videos and adventures from PyCon tonight on Ask an Engineer. Yeah, it was very fun, so popular. Th thank, you. thank you for doing that. A lot of people had a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now Pedro. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? So this week we have a Circuit Python or Circuit Playground Express powered uh, drone claw. So what it's going on here is we're using the light sensor on the Circuit Playground Express to sense when the LEDs on the Mavic uh, DJI Mavic Pro drone turns on here. So we have a PETT filament which has these optical properties. It's pretty much like fiber optics. So when it senses the LEDs turned on here, it just sends it into this light proof 
case that we designed. So if anything else, you can still use this case to make like a light sensing um, a case for your circuit playing on Express. And this works in direct sunlight. So we just mapped the LEDs to the uh, custom control there. You can see the uh, claw Ooh, goes nice. on and on. And the Mavic Pro is pretty tough. It can, you know, uh, fly in the rain, you can crash into a tree, and the props are just fine. And it can hold about two pounds. So if I just put that on there and close it, you have a nice little latch drone on there. You can totally customize the um, claws to this. You can mount like a different um, attachment on there. You can just let it, it go. Drop. Oh. So one of the cool things you can use it for <laughs> is for, especially right now, like in Hawaii, there's a bunch of like um, eruptions and volcanoes. You can do like, if scientists are out there, they want to send like samples to, you know, research teams that are like in a different area you don't have to like you know be all dangerous and climb through things or especially with like hurricane season coming up you can maybe get like some um you know first aid supplies around or something like that so lots of cool educational um things you could do with a flying claw in the video that we released this week we showed like beach cleanup so um <laughs> everything was coded in with make code so it's actually my first make code project i was able to just stumble around and just uh you know throw blocks around until i was able to get do what i wanted to so we have links and, of course, all the designs and the whole step-by-step uh, -step tutorial on learnthedayfruit.com. Uh, uh, so definitely check that out. And, of course, on 3D Hangouts today, we talked for a whole hour on all the design considerations on uh, designing this. So definitely check that out. Sweet. Okay. Got hands and claws, all sorts of appendages. <laughs> Next. Uh, okay, let's check in. Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Welcome back. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, a little bit over a week ago, I released my infrared library to run on the Metro M4. And uh, that was a big milestone. There's some significant differences between the, the M0 and the M4, and I had to figure those out, uh, thanks to you, with helping me dig bugs out of it. And got a lot of help from Scott and uh, some people at AVS Forum, at uh, Atmel AVS Forum, helped me out with it as well. So we got that uploaded. I was going to report last week, but uh, I had laryngitis, and I didn't feel like doing Baker charades. So <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do a screen share here. Wake up. Click minimize. Mouse 3. 312-666-66. Click. Mouse 1. 152-8888. Click, go to sleep. Okay, you see a Fusion 360 screen here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm working on a new project that's going to have uh, a feather wing and the board, M0BLE, and, and a TFT display. And I wanted to model the case in Fusion 360. And of course, no one Pedro, I've got models up for most of your boards and accessories. But I wanted to modify this one. First of all, I like to put image maps on my on my uh, uh, devices. They look nicer than just a, yeah. a plain device. Also, I wanted this one to have the pinholes in it. Their original model for a feather uh, board did not have pinholes. So I've added pinholes, I've colored the components, and I've added uh, an image map. Then here's a sort of a generic, just a plain wing board. I put the holes in it so that I could later modify it. And then here is a board that I'm going to use that they did not have modeled, which is the non-latching relay feather wing. And mm -hmm. so I created that model uh, with the pinholes and the hole for the signal 
pin and you know double row of homes like it has and a little reset switch then I need to model some pins and I wanted to see how the pins were going to line up and you did not have any models for pins so there's a standard set of feather pins also got some stacking feather pins by the way I know that you have uh, low profile headers but have you ever considered doing low profile stacking headers or is that even possible? Yeah, we, we uh, actually went down this path of, of getting quotes for it basically because it's a non-standard pin. It's like really, really expensive because we have to like custom mold the, the metal pinning and like it, it, at the time when, when I started it, I was like, oh, I don't know because the feather just started, but I might go back and, and try again and see, okay, now that feather's popular, maybe we can get the custom header made. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, we needed a little barrel jack, so I made a model of that. And then this is the project that uh, that I'm working on. Uh, it's going to have the 2.2-inch, uh, 2.4-inch TFT display wing. And again, no and Pedro already had one of those, but it did not have the pinholes in it. So I added that and added an image map. And then I'll show you how all, all this stacks up if I can click on the little light bulbs here. Hang on. Um, we're going to add a uh, an M0 BLE. Oh, yeah. Ooh. This looks great. Add some uh, uh, pins. Uh, whoops, wait a minute. Kind of hard to hit these little things. There's the pins. Ooh. Static and header pins. There's the relay board yeah. with the pins. And then uh, add a lipo battery. And now I'm just, I haven't finished yet, but this is sort of a start of what the enclosure is going to look like. Looks That's nice. Cool. So, anyway, by putting it all together, it would help me visualize what kind of enclosure that I really needed. And uh, and uh, you know design it that way. And I've got holes for all the jacks, and they've all lined up just right. So uh, I'll come back sometime when the project's finished and tell you what it's supposed to do. Okay. So I just wanted to show off these parts. I put all of those custom parts that I've modeled onto GitHub, and uh, along with, of course, my new infrared library update for the M M4. So all of that is on GitHub.com. Slash Cyborg Five. Right. Thank All you right. so much, Chris. Epic. Epic. Okay, next up, JMK. Hello, JMK. Hey, welcome back, JMK. Hello. Um, hello. 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 What you got this week? So, um, first of all, I wanted to say that JMKOS has a um new update. We've been working on it for a while. It's called the Mist Update. It's in beta right now, and we've added class support. So, um, what it means is. Each thing that you that's in the operating system, each tool is split up into separate files. So basically, now instead of one file called input.jmk that contains everything, you have the the core.py or core.jmk file. Then you've got the color and text library, and then you've got some other stuff. And apps can add functionality using that too. Um, also. I made this thing with um that like simulates um 
that like simulates like a little world, like with me and um, I put like me and my brother in this little world thing. Here's what it should look like. Um, this is what it starts with. You can see it says finished initialization. Then it has the details of each person begins the world. Then it has pictures of each person. I coded this. I forgot to say that. Um, yeah. The world creates. Then you can select the character you want to perform operations on. Seems there's something weird going on here. This window won't close. So I think you can just come back to me because this window won't close. So I'm just okay. going to close that. All right, we'll step back in a bit. Come back later. Okay, next up, we're going to go to Techniac. Hey, Techniac. Welcome back. What's up? Hello, everybody. How? Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. All right, one sec. I'm not getting feedback. So I actually, about five minutes before this started, I got a package from you, and I got uh, another laser cutter. So right. Yeah, I'm addicted. Um, and we checked out from my library uh, a couple days ago a circuit playground. So I'm working on a project right now because we have a concert coming up soon. So I thought it would be cool to make a uh, sound reactive pocket square. So I got some uh, NeoPixels. Mm -hmm. And the idea is I'm going to connect them and then use the microphone on the circuit playground to uh, interface with it and sync them to the music and the speakers. So I have that, and another small thing I've been working on, actually, if I uh, screen share quickly. Please don't crash. I've added a option on my website to be able to submit the custom settings for materials from Home Depot uh, okay. for the Glowforge, because I've been trying to cut some wood and stuff, and it's just so much trial and error. So I figured once one person gets it, you can upload it here, and then everybody can use it. Cool. If you email me at PT at Adafruit, I'll do a blog post. Oh, yeah, so, great. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll then, crowdsource this yeah, thing. Here's our quick link for it. And then this is all on Wix, and this is actually my first time working with a uh, large-scale database. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll um, in the title of the post, I'll add Home Depot. Like, it would be in their best interest to help out with this. I'm sure they're... Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. I have some bugs to work out with it, but I'll send an email once it's all set. Yeah, um, it might get used a lot, so... Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's all... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there is a test cut image, so the idea is you download that so everybody's running the same yeah. cut. So we can control the settings on that. Okay. Yeah, we'll... we'll um, We'll let Glowforge know too. Maybe they can help get the work. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll shoot an email over to them. Okay. So that's All right, it good stuff. for me this week. Okay. Next up, oh, if you want to stick your email supported it. For yeah. Email. All right. Next up, uh, in at six. Sean. Yeah, Sean. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, so uh, I started this project a while ago, and I'm planning on open sourcing it. But the idea is that I believe that we can intelligently monitor and analyze the Earth's resources so that we can determine the true uh, carrying capacity of the Earth in order to create like this dynamic equilibrium uh, without environmental neglect. So um, I've been working on like a few proofs of concepts. Um, I'm on my second, uh, working on my third, um, which is deployed. Uh, but uh, this one here is just a simple temperature sensor. Uh, it was the first proof of concept. It's just a Raspberry Pi 
and it's communicating uh, with MQTT. And um, I had a few roadblocks with the technology, you know, 4G, first start with 4G, that didn't work in the remote areas, um, monitoring water starting there. Um, and uh, when I deployed the first buoy in the watershed, uh, it, it couldn't get a signal and I tried Iridium and then I actually, so what's really cool about it is I'm broadcasting over ham radio. So what's happening is if all infrastructure collapses, um, you could at least know where the fresh water sources are in your local area. So right now, um, as you can hear from my ham radio, those are uh, signals coming in from the buoy and from this temperature sensor, which is broadcasting from this little radio here. Um, and uh, I have it uh, receiving radio uh, in my radio shack. It's taking that signal and posting it to AWS uh, Dynamo and um, Elasticsearch and Wolfram Alpha. So you can, uh, data bin, so you can actually run like analytics against it. Um, and my goal is to get the buoys open source and all the technology open source. And uh, eventually once I get it all cleaned up and, and uh, be able to monitor water, air, soil, stuff like that. I feel like this is a cutscene in one of those movies where the world's about to end and they need to find the person who can help out. And they're like, get so, shot. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be an I told you so moment later. But uh, thanks for keeping on this. I'll send you a sticker. It feels like I should send you more. But um, thanks for keeping an eye on things. Yeah, everything was purchased from you guys. So thank you. I, I, you know, I'm not much of an electronics guy. I'm more of a software infrastructure hardware uh, architect as a day job. So this was like, you know, trial and error, but I couldn't have done it without without you guys and without learn. So thank well, you, you did, very much. You did a great job. Nice right. work. I hope you learned something too. Yeah. All right. We'll need oh, you in uh, 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> so keep working on it. In 25 years, you're going to save the earth. I don't know if we have that much time. Okay. Uh, five, five years. All right. Next okay. up. Uh, Ranjib. Ranjib. Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, this is Ranjib. Um, I, I want to showcase, uh, show one of my project. Uh, it's a pet project. It started almost two and a half years before. Uh, these are my reef tanks. Oh, nice. Ooh, nice tanks. This is one of the hardest and kind of expensive hobby to do because of many things you have to maintain. And a uh, lot of uh, a controller can help a lot. Commercial controllers cost a lot. Um, and three years before, I was learning electronics from other groups. So I slowly started building things. What you see in the background is a couple of this is it's a modular system, uh, so it comes. Oh, the Reef Pi project talks about these circuits, which is basically a Raspberry Pi and, and an ancillary set of, uh, say, Adafruit breakout board like PCA nine six eight five, temperature DS one eight B zero probes. Uh, what it allows you, and uh, this is an Atlas Scientific pH probe. What it allows is to automate all the six or eight key functions that is essential for reef keeping. And you do it entirely with open source software and hardware as a DIY project uh, over the time. Um, and this is a all-in-one controller. Oh, neat. I'm not sure if it is visible. Yeah, because with reef stuff, you have to. there's so many different parts of the, of the water and the temperature. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. like, it's absolutely everything. Yeah, so you can, at, at basic, you can control equipments, like when you are doing water change or anything, you can stop things. Uh, like the water movement, uh, heater schema, and all those things. Uh, the second step is that um, temperature failure or heater failure is one of the major reasons for reef tank failure. And each of these reef tanks are like 5 to 40 years old. It is like people really passionate about it. So to prevent that, you can set up a basic 
temperature controller with DS1 8-bit. So, uh, this one does that. The third thing it does is that it automatically sends the water level and pour water as evaporation happens. That gives the salinity at a, at a check. And uh, that is also important. So this pretty much, this is the basic four thing. And, and finally, we control the daylight cycle using the PC96850 uh, things. Uh, and we reuse everything that is already in the industry, that is the, you know, the lighting and all those things. We just hook up the controller, and you can use as, as you want. Um, this is a two-year project. First two year was the basic things. This year, we, are, we have uh, worked. Now we have like a 40 plus people who are working on this thing, building and contributing code. And we have now feature like pH and peristaltic pump dozer control, which allows you to keep some of the hard to keep corals. Yeah. These are great. This Amazing. is absolutely beautiful. Thank you for sharing this project. Um, if you send a PTA Adafruit, um, that's my email address, a link if you, it, when you're ready to talk about it or if there's a website. Absolutely. No, we, 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 you know, this is uh, our working time in West Coast. So I never really get to attend this. I wanted to be here for almost two years. And yeah. I've been to uh, like Maker Faire. Um, but uh, yeah, this was yeah. this was a great opportunity. Fantastic work, and I think raising awareness on the the reefs in general because they're so they're, they've been around forever, but it is fragile. We don't get to keep these forever. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much. I'll send you uh, email supported data for. We'll send you a sticker too, of course, oh, <laughs> right okay. for the front of the. Those are gorgeous reef tanks. Okay, um, we're gonna go to Dan and, and then we'll check back with JMK if. Okay, uh, Dan. Hey, right, Dan. Take it away. You got two minutes. No pressure. Let's no see. audio. No audio. You want to do maker charades? Yeah, do maker charades. Okay. okay. First word. Okay, Dad. so this is that robot. Yeah. The kit with all the robot parts in it. You got a bunch of stuff in there. Got it. The not the Anki bot. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, that was the. It's a three D printed like charging station. Yeah. yeah okay, three D printed charging station. All right. Lady is like TensorFlow over here. She can just recognize. Yeah, that's it. way better than the one that it comes with. I don't remember the name of this. What is it Osmobot or something? I think it's Os Someone will type Osmobot. It in the chat. I don't remember. Someone will type it in the chat. Oh, yeah. Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah, yeah. I was close. All right. <laughs> so you got the Cosmobot. You made your own custom charger. It's Cosmo. better than the original. And then this is. Like a headset. Yeah. It goes on your pack. head. It, it goes, definitely goes on your head. Oh, no. Maybe it goes, it's bone conducting. Open air speakers or. Microphones. Yeah. Okay. Some headset thing. Okay. But there's like a battery. It's either a battery or or a bone conductor. Like, well, what is it though? I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Looks like that comes out. Oh, it's so, a USB battery pack. Oh, there's a battery pack. Yeah, it's a USB yeah, battery pack. It. So headset, USB. Maybe Bluetooth. Maybe for like long term. He wants to like not have to. Yeah, and that's. Well, oh, that was a little. Something. That was a little controller thing. Oh, it's, now gone, it's gone forever. forever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember it. it again. All right. Is that your project? That's pretty cool. All right. Thank well, you that, so much. That's a good stuff. It's yeah. battery week here at Dan and house. All right. And we're going to check in with JMK, and then we're going to wrap it up because we got to do show. Okay, JMK, JMK. What you got? Okay. So um, um, here's the, what it should look like. So once you finish the initialization, I call it, of like I have two people. It's me and my brother in this like virtual world thing. You select the character you want to like perform as. You can I I'll select myself, and there's like what I'm doing is I'm gonna make it so there's like a list of of things that it prints ASCII basically, but you can see a list of like ASCII text. Like let's say let's go to the backyard, and what? then what it does is I'm gonna have it so there's like an in 
ASCII for like all sorts of things. I found in like a website that has like like uh, like a like a thousand like ASCII images of like of like everything. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make it so you can select a person and then say like person is doing whatever it's doing. So that it's like a virtual world. And then um also that um what um I Oh. I think he Oh no, we lost him. Yeah, he closed the wrong window. <laughs> I think he went I think he, he went into the virtual world. He transported to the universe. Okay, the, wait, you're back. And now oh, we can't hear you. You're back, but we can't hear you. Unmute yourself. Oh, okay. Um uh back. Okay. Something weird happened there. But anyway, the eyes kit that I just that I won I called in to win two I think it was three weeks ago. It yeah. just came today. So um yeah, that's gonna be fun. I can't okay. wait. Okay. All right, awesome. That's all it right. for now. Yeah. Okay. Yay. I I hope the universe that you make with all the things is is uh, a nice, kind universe. It definitely will be, especially right. with my brother. He'll just be in the basement all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, that's the show. Tell us, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Fish, Noah, Pedro, Catney, JP, JMK. Int is 16 is radios, Danon and Chris, Chris Young. Young. We're every single week. Thank you for making it the best half an hour. Ask an engineer starts at 8 p.m. And of course, we are here next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. See you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. And in four minutes. Yep. Bye, everybody. Let me get a chocolate snack.